0: Hey, guys, it's Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, listen, if you know me, you know that 316 Creative Works exists to partner with artists, businesses, and churches. Uh, One of my good friends is a business guy. It's the Maynard family, and they run a business, and now they're in partnership with us. So that's Precision Door Service. Listen, in case of emergency, I always call Precision Door Service. They are experts in repairing, replacing All your garage doors and overhead doors, they can be reached. they got two numbers. The Indiana side is area code 219-306-8155. Again, 219-306-8155. Now, on the Illinois side, uh, Precision Door Service can be uh, contacted at area code 708-474-6657. The number again is 708-474-6657. You can always get them at PrecisionGarage-Door.com. That's PrecisionGarage-Door.com. Of course, we'll probably have Justin throw a contact card up there for you so you guys can see it if you're watching this. Again, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works introducing you to another member of the family, the business of Precision Door Service. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking us out. thanks for coming back I, I suppose if you're back you like the first one so so here we go uh number two uh talking with Jason before we get too far into it uh, I always want to thank Larry and Sandy uh, for giving beyond their means uh I also want to thank our producer Justin uh, creative producer Esther and of course our house manager Danielle but let's uh let's get back into it uh talking with Jason uh our second um, episode here so we le- we left you going To Holland, Michigan. Yes, to go to Hope College. Hope College. Now, uh, did your parents take you? Did they drop you off? Yeah, they they, load up the van and moved you in. Parents, they like like normal.
1: Yeah, as I said earlier, you know, they hadn't. They got married super young, so neither of them had gone to college. So they, it was a big deal. They took me to college. Uh, Yeah, we loaded up the van. Uh, I think before we pulled out of the driveway, my brother was moving into my room. But, so, yeah. um, you know, they took me for the whole orientation weekend. Now, did your oh, brother
0: yeah. and sister go with you? No, not for this. So your mom and dad wanted to, with all the, I don't want to call it chaos, but but with all of the uh, new life circumstances of, of cancer hitting your family so young, they their desire was to make you special, right, to... Honor you, or to 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 have a relationship with you by by taking you to college by yourself. It wasn't about the family; that was about your mom and dad and you.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think they saw that it was best. They didn't want to have to be worried about what my brother and sister wanted to do. They wanted to be able to focus that weekend on me. And yeah. so you moved first time moved out. How how was it? Uh, At first, it was hard, because like I had said in the previous episode, you know, I didn't really have any friends from my class that were there. I didn't have, no, really anybody in my class. I knew some older students also show up and uh, was supposed to be rooming with a sophomore from Battle Creek, Michigan, Graham Smith. But when I'm moving in, all of a sudden, the resident director's like, oh, by the way, we switched your roommate. Uh, You now have a 26-year-old Japanese exchange student. Oh. Junichiro Matsumuro. Yes. So I hope you're okay with that. Yeah. And I mean, what are you gonna say? You're a you're a freshman moving in uh, to the dorm. So and that was the
0: college experience you were hoping for,
1: right? <laughs> so there I went, uh, and moved in with June. I didn't really know anybody, but after a little while started to get to know people and uh, it was a great experience.
0: Yeah, so so you moved moved out on your own, where you really didn't know anyone. You, you kind of lived in a dorm, right? So you, you kind of had normal college experience. But but you you left a big church family. You you left a big family. Uh, was it a hard adjustment going from all that to
1: kind of creating or blazing your own path? I think it could have been, but I don't think it necessarily was. Just again because. My parents, I think, intentionally raised us to be independent people. And so comfortable doing things by myself or trying new things, um, being willing to stand up and go do things on my own. So... You know, I went trying to be a good church kid yeah. uh, when I went. I yeah, get you, up and did you keep going
0: to church in college for a while? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is honestly, your mom and dad are not watching. Trust me, <laughs> nobody I know not is watching. watching. This. No, nobody
1: does. Um, You know, so I tried. So I had heard good things about a church named Christ Memorial in Holland, Michigan, and they would send a van to campus every Sunday. And so I'd get up and I'd go, but I didn't know anybody and. Try different churches too, but after a while, you're not going with anybody. Wasn't necessarily making connections at the churches that I'd go visit, so just kind of stopped going. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, college for many of us, uh, not for your kids or my kids, but college for many of us are the are the years that we sow our wild oats. Uh, whatever that looks like for different people, I know mine. Uh, I know what mine looked like. Uh, did you do some
1: of that? Yeah, there was definitely some of that. There's I mean, a, I was a part of a fraternity, um, and I didn't, uh, I didn't drink or smoke or, or do drugs. But you could have if you wanted to. They were hmm. definitely there. Um, so you were not Animal House. I was, I was not Animal House, but I went to you Animal House at, at Animal every House. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: why, why, why didn't you? smoke and drink and drugs and do the frat boy thing?
1: I didn't need to. Um, I think I had a song, a strong enough self-esteem and knowing who I was, and I could be crazy and do whatever I wanted. And, I mean, you throw a party and um, there's a dance, man. I'm going to be on the dance floor I've, even I've today. It. Right, I've I'll, seen it, yeah. And you're pretty fly for a white guy. Well, I try, you know, and, uh, but I didn't really care what they thought. That wasn't my purpose. I didn't need to fit in, uh, with them and I didn't need anything to enhance or change who I was to have a good time. And, you know, like in, in high school one time we did, my friends and I, we didn't, we didn't drink throughout high school, but you get to senior year and, One of my good friends is like, you know, I I see other kids from our class doing this. I want to try it. I want to see. And he was such a complete ass. When I brought him home, I basically poured him out of my car. I was like, I don't want to hang out with that guy anymore. I don't do that. So I never wanted to be that guy to somebody else. You're an old soul? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty mature. Yeah, you know, throughout my life, I've always had friends who were older than me. Yeah. When I was a freshman in high school, my friends were seniors. Um, And then when I was a senior, uh, became uh, best friends with a guy who's still my best friend today, and he had just actually graduated from Hope College, so five years older, college graduate. So my friends seemingly have always been older Mm -hmm. and mature. Mm
0: -hmm. A tribute to um, family life-changing cancer
1: diagnosis or oldest son or? It's it's probably a combination of all of that, but I think it's, you know, it's, I don't want to put up with any crap, you know, and usually the people who were older, who had more maturity, they were beyond a lot of these petty little trite, Juvenile things Not that I haven't been Juvenile in my time uh, I can still be Juvenile today We've been Juvenile (laughs)
0: together Fart jokes are still Funny though I don't care They are are. still funny (laughs) Um, God has um, Protected you Uh, God has um, uh, Kept you Safe Yeah correct for, For his call
1: Yeah, there was a time when I flipped over a forklift and I I was... That's not mature. (laughs) uh, Well, it it was mature. You know, the the family heating and air conditioning business, uh, um, a load came in. It needed to be unloaded. Nobody else was there. So um, the forklift didn't get run a lot. And so you had to run it for a little while in order to make sure it would continue running when you wanted to use it. And I didn't have much experience on it, but I knew I needed to warm it up. And just the way that it was operating and trying to warm it up and going up a hill and the height of the forks, and it was only a three-wheel forklift, uh, the way I turned it, all of a sudden it flipped over and I wasn't buckled in. And so I get thrown out of the forklift and thankfully I got out from under the roll bar, but then the roll bar just smashed off my foot, and uh, so ambulance comes, and we actually know the one of the paramedics, and he's like, in, in the back of the ambulance, he's like, you know, just give me give me your arm, and he pulls out a needle that's about that long, and I'm like, I just turn my arm over and give it to him, and he was trying to make a joke, but I was so more concerned about what my grandpa and my uncle were going to say about me flipping over yeah, their, you fort- wrote, wrote in their forklift yeah. that I didn't care what he was going to do to me. And my foot didn't even break. It was just, you know, sprained for a what, long time. What, what was the needle for? He was just joking around. Oh, it, to, you, to know, shake you up. Yeah, just trying to be like, you're going to be okay. So, yeah, I have seen God's protection there in many other places throughout my life. Uh, college
0: was a, like high school, just kind of a, a good, normal experience for you, Uh, you didn't drink much, you didn't smoke, you weren't a party kid, but you hung out with the party kids, because that's where the fun was, right? Right. I mean,
1: uh, you went to Hope for four years? Yeah, I went to Hope for four years. I went, you know, of course, oldest kid, I kind of have a plan going in, I thought I'm going to go to Hope. I'm going to get a four year business degree. Then I'm going to go to University of Nevada, Las Vegas, of course you are, for a a master's degree in hotel restaurant management. Yes. And then someday I'm going to run the American Club in Kohler, Wisconsin. Yes. I had a whole plan. Yes. That all changed the uh, first weekend when there's an activities fair, and the college radio station's Uh there, and they're like, "Hey, you can have a shift." You know, okay, that sounds cool. Play whatever music you like. That sounds fun. But we also do sports on the radio. Now you got me. Really? And uh, So you were a sports geek? I was a sports geek. Not anymore? Uh, no, okay. not so much. Uh-huh. I mean, I still enjoy it and like to watch. But um, what happened was, so I started down that path. And by the end of uh, football season, my freshman year, I was doing color commentary. In the winter, I did women's games and Hope had just won the national championship. Uh, we're doing those on the radio station by the end of my freshman year. I was also doing color commentary for the guys games, sophomore year that just increased junior year. I was the sports director of the radio station. I was doing every game. so you' uh, you're you're really comfortable in front of a hot mic. Right?
0: Yeah, it's not my first
1: time. <laughs> yeah, okay,
0: so, It's not my first So you time. know exactly where to position yourself by by a mic. So so were, were you were you spinning vinyl? or were you just sports?
1: When when I was a freshman, I had a show uh, where I was spinning some vinyl, and I remember having it over uh, the dinner hour yeah. and living in a dorm. You don't have a bunch of food, so I'd put on songs like Alice's Restaurant, twenty six <laughs> right, minutes right, long, right, yeah. so I could run to the cafeteria, get my get food, sandwich, and come back. Come back eat the uh, but then after freshman year, it was just sports, and then because you found your niche, I felt like I did. Yeah. So so now now
0: in, and now at Hope College, you're going to be a, a sports newscaster, and so you change you changed your focus, your goal. Do you do you graduate then with a with a degree in
1: broadcast journalism? No. My I was getting by then. I still had the plan of the business degree, and it wasn't too difficult to add a communications degree to yeah. that, and so um, that was the plan that I was going down uh, fall semester of senior year. I came to Chicago to do internships nice. to hopefully help the sports broadcasting mm-hmm. portion, and so actually ended up with two internships. So I worked at Channel 7 in the sports department ABC. on Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday through Thursday I worked at the Score Sports Radio nice. and went to school on Fridays.
0: Who were who your uh, heroes that you got to work with during those years at WAEBC?
1: So at ABC, a guy named Mark Chinowski, uh yeah, really? was the weekend sports yeah. guy and just wonderful, super encouraging. Um, they came in one day, and my job was to come in Saturdays and Sundays, start the TVs, and then I'd have – this was older times, less computer stuff, so I'd have legal pads, uh-huh. and I'd be watching three, four sporting events, and if a cool play, important play happened – I'd write down what time it happened in a description. And then they'd come when they were putting the highlights together, and they'd say, we got room for two, three highlights. But you loved it. Oh, absolutely like you we were loved in your it. Studio. You got to drive down. So you,
0: so you lived back at lived home, down to, Nope, Live downtown. You lived downtown. Yep. So you go to the studios every day, and you're just watching sports, taking notes, and feeding it to the on-air personality.
1: Yeah, and the <laughs> producer, and they'd come. And the one day they come, and they're like, you're doing such a good job. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm watching sports. Right, right. We don't even have cable at home. So the fact that I get to watch all of this, and they're like, no, you don't understand. We caught the last guy watching cartoons. So then all of a sudden they're like, hey, how would you like to go stand on the sideline for the Bears game on Monday night against yeah. the Vikings? Let me think about that yeah, a minute. Yeah, give me 30 seconds. Absolutely. Yeah. So did that, stood on the sideline with a camera guy, at the end of the game, go into the locker room. They're like, you hold the microphone for the Jim Harbaugh interview, right, who was right, right, the quarterback right. at yeah. the time. And then every Sunday after that, when the Bears were at home, they're like, you go with Brad Palmer to the press box yeah, yeah. and cover the game. So it you're, was amazing experience. you live living your dream life. Absolutely. Yeah, And 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 did you get on air much? no not for not for channel 7 although the last week that I was there they were playing the Raiders and they said hey K ABC in Los Angeles is too cheap to send their own reporter so we're sending you and so I had my own channel 7 news van and camera guy and we brought the brought it back fed it over the satellite to LA who knows what they did with it or if they even played it but um, so that was a tremendous experience and then, Monday through Thursday at the score pretty soon they were like hey we want you to join our staff how about if you don't even go back to school there you go and you, you just, just stay drop out. here yeah, yeah
0: well you could probably pick it up at Columbia right just finish your school at Columbia
1: yeah i checked with hope i only needed one class to graduate and they said you can stay there and do it but then the score said hey why don't you go back finish and then come back to us and did that happen uh, it Well, I did go back. They made me an offer for part-to-part part time at like $7 an hour. Yeah, for two hours a week? Uh, yeah. And I had, but the main thing was I had already observed what the lifestyle would be, and I realized that wasn't a lifestyle that I wanted. What is the
0: lifestyle is. It's a lot, lot, of, lot of late nights and
1: weekends, and it, so pretty much when, when the world is not working, you are. You, you know, is an intern, I worked Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Eve, the day after Christmas. Um, so you have to work whenever you can, but you also have to be watching sports yep. at night in order to be good. Yep. And whatever understand. I want to do, I want to be good at. And as I looked ahead, I also realized I did want to have a wife and kids and a healthy family, and those don't often match up. I, I get it. I get it. Um, but so... So you put a kibosh to that dream, correct? Because at the same time, and then I also had an opportunity to join a corporate training company that was just starting uh, by an alum of Hope College.
0: Okay. Um, so you so you graduate from Hope like normal, right? And by that I mean no GED, no just kind of normal kid, and then you move back to the Chicagoland area. Correct. Uh, any lifelong friends from college days? Oh yeah. Or is that just a season of life and it's over and you moved on?
1: No, really good friends still stay in contact with a lot of them, but also busyness of life, yeah, life happens and life moves on. Um, Most of them are living in Michigan, but you know, thanks to the internet and Facebook and yep. our fraternity, you know, page on the on Facebook, we can stay connected. So you moved back home to the Chicagoland area.
0: Um, you start working with a with a corporate trainer. Do you love it? Absolutely, really. So you drive, yeah. you travel all over the country, go into major corporate uh, events, parties, whatever, and you're you're hosting them, and you're kind of the, the
1: the leader of the party, right? Yeah, our company would we were helping to shape corporate culture, uh, to build teamwork amongst the employees. Um, to just improve what their work life was like. We would also do things around sales goals and sales training, um, we so, did all sorts of things. Yeah,
0: so you were those guys that, uh, that in a corporation that would that would make uh, all the, the CEOs and the CFOs play the dorky games to build uh, ensemble or r- r- repair, rapport with all the rest of the staff, right? We that, wouldn't necessarily
1: that. call them dorky. <laughs> okay, right. uh, no, I've nor seen would that. we consider them uh, dorky, uh, but you know we would try to take things and and maximize their their time because there's only so much head knowledge yep. uh, that they can get in seminars. So we try to add something experiential. Something fun. Yeah. So yep. even, you know, like the CEO of AstraZeneca Pharmaceuticals and his direct reports, we rented out um, a steak restaurant and brought in chefs so that they could learn to prepare some pretty extreme dishes that they then got to serve to their spouses, and so you know it, they had to work together on the dishes, it, those kinds of things. But yep. then also, um, they were fun. Yeah. You, so you
0: loved that season of your life. You loved that work. Absolutely. Uh, your boss, traveling, meeting people, putting on the shows, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, so that. So now, we already said that you were a pastor. So we know that, that at some point that job came to an end. Yeah, how'd that happen?
1: Yeah, so uh, two thousand one is happening. The economy's in the toilet. Not a lot of people are spending money on corporate training.
0: Yeah, and especially live corporate training. I mean, the internet now is kind of taken off, and you can do a lot of that stuff online, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, it was still new for that, yeah. but um, yeah, that was probably creeping into. And one of, I mean, it was a small company. We would bring in staff for the event days, but we only had three guys in the office. And one of my roles then as one of the three was also to keep the books. And at the same time, um, in 2001, Faith Church, which, as we've talked about before, been a lifetime member of, so I always saw my future as having a marketplace position, but then serving the church as a lay leader. Which is what my grandpa did my dad did. And so that's what I thought I would do. So Faith Church at this point was moving. And um, a bunch of our family and friends were moving northwest Indiana. And a house came for sale in St. John, which we found out about. But I saw the books. And so I went to my boss and I said, hey, Greg, I need to know if, is there uh, a chance that I'm going to be laid off or let go? Because if there is, I'm not even going to look at this house. Right. And he said, no, no, if you haven't been by now, you're not going to be. And I said, okay. So Kristen and I went and looked at the house. We fell in love with the house. We put an offer on the house. Uh, We were in the process then of selling our house in South Holland. And uh, two months later, November 11th, I was getting up, getting ready to leave for the day. And he said, sit down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to let you go.
0: As soon as somebody says sit down or close the door. Yeah. Or when your wife says, honey, we got to talk. Or never not. good. It's never good. I, I I hate to do it, man, because you're on a roll, but let's just hit a pause right here. Um, we're going to pick up number three. Ooh, cliffhanger. <laughs> you cliffhanger. Go. You're going to have to wait till next week. We're going to have to pick up uh, Talking with Jason next time. Guys, thanks so much for checking out 316 Podcast. We appreciate you so much.